to Conversations Across the Lake with Meg and Melissa, a podcast that dives deep below the surface of the self-help world. We are two friends here to create a community of unconditional self-acceptance and love. Join our fun, intuitive conversations as we get curious about the connections with others, and most importantly, the one we have with ourselves. Let's get vulnerable. Let's get vulnerable. Hi, Melissa. Hello, Meg. Okay, so we are here with our very special guest and good friend, Michelle Evelyn. Hello, hello, darling. Thank you for having us at your beautiful home, your beautiful land. We are in Michigan. We're back in Michigan. Back in Michigan. On this side of the lake. And so we're literally sitting next to this amazing pond, trees. Uh, There's a duck. And a chicken running around. That they will probably join our podcast. They were literally just here. I'm like honestly pretty disappointed right now because they were like, <laughs> they were they were literally going to be our guests right along with Michelle. But I think they want to give Michelle the spotlight. Yeah. So they're <laughs> so Michelle, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us and for being on the show. First of all, for our listeners who cannot actually see where we are, explain. Can you just explain this property? Like, first, how many acres you own? How many? It's 50 acres. 50 acres. Oh. Yeah, it's 50 acres. It's a wetland. A wetland? So it um, has a very high water table. And if you walk back there, you wouldn't have to dig very far. And water will start coming up out of the ground. And Wow. So you will find a lot of, like, little ponds and um, spongy areas. So it's, it's very pretty. So it makes it very green and lush. And yeah very natural it's just yeah. it it's very natural so beautiful and I feel like the balance of like the trees and the water and then obviously we have the birds coming up but we when we first got here we saw a blue herring that was flying to your pond and it's just I love even in just the hour we've been here we've seen so much nature yeah it's just amazing and when I think of nature I always think of you because I feel oh. like you're <laughs> you know I'm a nature like I love nature we all know that mm-hmm. from the podcast but I feel like you embody it like it's it's everything for you and oh thank you that is that is like an amazing compliment right there (laughs) I I don't even know what to make of that but wow thank you well it's true I mean I've and I think we'll talk more about it but I mean you like you use the earth in so many ways like for yourself and your family and then like in the products you make and we'll talk about that but it's I really feel like you know so much about what plants can do for you and what yeah the earth can do for you. So like my mind is blown every single time I talk to you or see you. It's just the amount of knowledge. I think I told you this earlier today, but it's it's so true. Like the amount of knowledge and wisdom that you have about things that I feel like honestly should be taught in school or something. Or maybe they're taught in some schools, but not the school I went to, right? Yeah. But like truly how we can you know, live and be supported and nourished from the earth because I do believe there will come a time, maybe not in our lifetime, maybe, where we will have to know how to live off the land, right? Live. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I hope if that time comes, I'm, <laughs> I'm around know, you. Can we know, Michelle? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's happening now. I mean, yeah. there are people getting together and just learning and leaning on each other and reintegrating themselves with what's natural. Yeah. So 
but I am seeing more of it. Yeah. And it's pretty exciting because to have that come back into your everyday life as this is as natural as when you get up in the morning and brush your teeth. You're reintegrating with what's outside your door and making that a part of your meal, your medicine, ritual. Yeah. I mean, you name it. Beautiful. So, again, for those listeners who don't know you, can you just share a little bit about kind of what led you in to this? Like, what caused you to be interested in this? Have you always, you know, lived this way? Kind of how did this all start for you? I think to some degree I've always lived this way. I just didn't get more uh, studying it more until I had my first son. That's what prompted me to make it more of a lifestyle than just a dabble here and there yeah. and just like, oh, I grew this plant. How cool is that? And I made it into a skin cream, but it became more after my son was born because I just wanted to uh, feel good about what I was using on him. And so it just kind of kept growing from there and became bigger and bigger and starting with that one thing and how many years ago was that <laughs> i know you don't have... <laughs> or just give us a well, range <laughs> no that's fine i mean gotta be you know pro age right yes yeah. we are not anti-aging on this show we are yeah yeah so that was age comes uh, that wisdom. was over 20 years ago wow so yeah over 20 years ago before i got serious about it and i'm sure at that time you couldn't find any like natural products like out there like I mean was that what led you to make start making your own or well there was actually um Birch Bees just came out at that time I remember thinking how cool that was I was walking through the mall and they were handing out samples so this was like when they were at like ground level trying to get their name out there and that right there was like oh this stuff is really nice and it feels really good this is back when they were really actually still natural yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, that that really got me thinking, like, what can you really do with all this stuff that's just growing right there? But, yeah, it was hard to find natural because it was just a new thing. I mean, here in Michigan, yeah, you know, that's not something you see a lot mm-hmm. of back 20 years ago. Yeah, and even now it's it can be hard, especially, like, which I think it's wild, but the more, I feel like sometimes the more rural areas are the areas that get, like, less natural products unless you know somebody that makes them or like, yeah. but it's almost like I grew up in a rural area and it, I would consider it parts of it like a food desert in certain ways, because unless you're like the primary source from that area was corn that is fed to cows, but most of that land product is going towards feeding cattle that, you know, it's not connected. Even though I grew up on a farm, it was very different than growing like up the way you do, where you actually use the land for your, your own you know, medicine and food and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing too. You talked about these clean companies or how Burt's Bees back when they were clean. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I know I've been duped probably more times than I even know about, but thinking a brand is clean or thinking that I'm putting something good in or on my body and come to find out it really isn't as clean as what I think. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh gosh. I mean, I don't even think I look at products too much anymore on the shelf occasionally I'll stop and look at something just curiosity but yeah it is pretty amazing how there's a lot of natural products that have 
fillers in there that mm -hmm. are artificial. Yeah. Because I don't think it's regulated. I mean, and I could be wrong now, but I believe, like, at time of recording, like, that health and beauty, like, the cosmetics industries, like, they're not regulated. To a degree, they are. It depends on how they're promoting it. Cosmetics is not regulated, so long as you keep it at cosmetics. But if you start getting into, like, it cures something, then it has to go through FDA, and then it mm. becomes a medical. Oh, okay. So that's so the difference, difference between, okay. Yeah. So. Okay. So they you can, they can get away with a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. So you started with products for your son, and then kind of what what happened next? Well, it was mostly just um, at that time it was skin products. Uh, it wasn't even actually until my thirties before I started getting more into the internal. So that started to intrigue me. Like, how can we use this to heal from the inside versus putting something on the top of your skin? And you start to understand how much of it is actually inside is manifesting on the outside. So you can treat it topically, but you're only, you know, momentarily soothing it. But if you get it internally, and get to the root of it, you can actually heal from the inside out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that just goes along so much with things that we've talked about on the show, this whole idea of, yeah, I mean, everything is an inside-out job. Um, but yeah, you heal the outside, or I'm sorry, you heal the inside and the outside. Reflects that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a mirror of what's going on. But yeah, that just led me to delve more into all the possibilities. And yeah, I started making soaps with it too, because it was like, oh, you can do so much with that. You can throw this herb in there. You can um, infuse this oil and you can just have fun with it and create any number of things or even your intentions. I mean, you've seen crystals in them or... Um, snake sheds mm -hmm. you know it can become even a spiritual practice where you can hop in the shower and use this herb infused soap to cleanse your aura or however you want to use it yeah that's amazing and for so many people myself included sometimes like sometimes the shower is like that might be your only few minutes of just time to yourself or your quiet time so what a great opportunity to incorporate yeah, in exactly. That. And just making it part of your ritual. Yeah, we talk a lot about daily routines and morning routines on this show, but you know, being intentional even with that with that time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. using that time to that. like imagine all of that washing down the mm -hmm. drain and carrying it away and stepping out and starting your day renewed. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. But now it's kind of um, taken a different twist. I started probably because I started working with poke root uh, about 10 years ago, and it's a poison plant. And just a couple years ago, I started studying other poison plants. So now that's my new interest. That's my Poisonous new obsession. Plants. And I'm sorry, you said poke root? Yeah, poke root. Poke root. Okay. Yep. I yep. know, like zero like, no, not, like nothing about about plants and herbs so yeah for those yeah, listeners I, that don't know anything either that's <laughs> good okay, company. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it grows abundantly out here it's uh one of those prolific herbs that you can find almost 
anywhere. I mean, I've seen it in people's front yard. Oh, really? They don't know what it is. Just growing wild. So it, it grows everywhere, all over the nation, and just, you know, the cracks even of the sidewalks. You'll find this little poke root wow. trying to, you know, find its way. It's, it's almost as, like, uh, tenacious as a dandelion. Oh, okay. And so what are some, like, properties that are, like, good for our body or... Well, it, it, um, when you hear poke, it like pokes your lymph system. Oh. So it's, it's a, it's adequately named. Um, but yeah, so it gets your lymph system moving. It gets the circulation going. So traditionally how I use it is I use it in a sap form and you can rub that on your lymph nodes or around your breast. So a lot of stagnation in the breast area because yeah. we tend to like to wear all these constricting clothes as women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you have that kind of stagnation, you know, you get a buildup of toxins and that can manifest into a lot of different things. Oh. Mm-hmm. So when you use the poke, it gets that limp and circulation going and gets that stagnation, all the, you know, gunk that wants to build up in the breast tissue and gets it moved out of there. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Do you feel like there's a correlation with that and like the high rates of breast cancer? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Because we're, you know, with the constriction and then on top of that, they're using a lot of synthetic types of uh, hygiene products. So it's right here. On your underarm. Yep. And, And so that feeds right into the breast and then you wear that bra that's holding them in tight all day, not getting any movement. Wow. You know, your breasts need movement and airflow, the same as the rest of your body. So, yeah, it collects up in there. But it is one of my most popular products to sell, just for that reason. A lot I of know, women... I want some. I'm going to buy some because I, know, I really like... want some. I don't think I've paid enough attention to my breasts, which is like, yeah. Because it's not something you think about. Like, I put body oil and stuff. Like mm-hmm. after the shower, but it is just, a neglected area. Yeah, it's very body. neglected, even though they're so like prominent. Yeah. Like, yeah, there. But so on that note, that's interesting, and I will share this story. Those of you who maybe do know me, but um, I've shared this. I ha- I guess I should say I have not shared this story with too many people in my life. So um, this was about three years ago, exactly. I woke up one night in the middle of the night, and my right breast hurt so badly it was like pain like shooting pain and so I go to the bathroom it's like 3 30 in the morning and I turn the light on and I just see this mass like this ball like sticking out of me like a a a mass right like a a lump Mm -hmm. and I just this is when I had really started diving into all of the energy work and all the inner healing and just knowing like every physical ailment has something emotional or energetic you know associated with it And I just knew, like I knew that it was stuck energy. I knew at that time exactly what it it stemmed from. And uh, I was like, okay, I know what this is. And I kid you not, with movement and energy work, and again, by no means a doctor, I'm not telling you, you know, any sort of medical advice, but I did heal that lump. It was gone in six weeks. Doing energy work, movement, massage, all of those things. And... So yeah, for me, like I said, that is my 
testament on that. I mean, that's, it's very real. So yeah, yeah. taking care of and just, yeah. Thank you. And for you have that. a, um, a tool that you use. Oh yeah. I was thinking about that too. Right. Oh yeah. The rose quartz. The rose quartz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, specifically shaped to fit in the palm of your hand and comfortably massage the breast tissue and massaging alone. I mean, mm-hmm. even without the product, even without poke. Yeah. Or... I mean, I mean, as you're telling your story, I was just like, yes, the massaging and the movement and the intention behind it, mm-hmm. it, it all plays a part in it. You know, it's never any one singular thing. It's always like a combination. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the massage of uh, the rose quartz and the fact that it's rose quartz. Because you want that love, mm-hmm. yeah. that yeah. nurturing, because that's what we need. I mean, we're there to nurture ourselves, and we don't, we're not doing enough of it. Yeah, yeah. No, and I think it's just such a good challenge, and I'm sure some people are listening to this and just being like, oh my gosh, just go to a doctor, which is true. But I think, like, why, if you're already facing, like, some sort of ailment, go to your doctor or do that. But then, like, these are just practices, I feel like, that have been around for thousands of years you know they're ancient traditions so why not like just experiment with some natural like use food as medicine start learning more about plants Mm. or what's going in your body and I think like definitely like our we always say like don't follow exactly what we're doing but we're sharing our experiences and I just feel like when people start to open up and like open their minds to like things that are already around them like there's so many healing and not just healing in like physical ailments but being in nature right now is so healing for all of us Mm -hmm. and so yeah thanks for just a little little PSA (laughs) yeah and just to find I love how you said that just to find the thing that maybe interests you so I know when I kind of first started this whole journey it was very overwhelming and I felt like I have to change all these things in my life right now or like but no, I like choose one thing, you know, and incorporate that in or, um, you know, see how you feel with something. And then you can always add later, but just baby steps, right? Baby steps. Yeah. So on that note with baby steps, um, what would you tell someone who is brand new to all of this, who think maybe they're overwhelmed? I know like I still get sometimes like, what would you tell someone who's brand new to the world of herbs and plants? It is baby steps. Mm. I mean, you don't want to overwhelm yourself. It is just just pick one thing, pick one plant, and just just learn all, um, everything you can about that plant. You know, drink it as a tea, or you know, infuse it in some oil, and use it in your cooking. Just just focus on that one plant, and then once you get comfortable with that and know how it works on your body, you just move on to another plant. It's yeah. always start with a single plant. And is it, um, what's the word, geographically specific? So say someone who lives in um, Michigan versus someone who lives in Texas, right? They're gonna, there are going to be different oh, plants yeah, and different, different plants. So There's... should you focus on ones that are like near your home or ones that you see often? Well, not everybody has access so you might have to order a, a plant, an herb, from, oh. you know, a company. 
and work with it that way. You don't have to work with fresh plant that's in someone's oh. backyard. And so, you know, just pick a plant that interests you. Or if you do have access to uh, land, then go and find what you see growing in that area and pick one plant from there. Yeah. So do they have these apps, and this, I'm sure this is a stupid question, do they have an app that you can like take a picture of and then it will tell you what... Yeah. Google Pictures. Yeah. Is that, it's is just that, a picture. Yeah. It's the iPhone picture. You yeah. just, if you go. have an iPhone, then you scroll down, you take a picture, scroll down, and it'll pull up a link. Yeah, perfect. For... So you could literally take a picture of a, a plant or... I mean, I will admit, back in the day, you know, when I was a kid, I grew up and everyone, my neighbor, like everyone had manicured lawns and using fertilizer and all the things. Uh -huh. So when we saw, or when, you know, my parents saw things that were out of play, those were the weeds, right? Yeah. So now those weeds are actually... The medicine. The medicine. So like the dandelion. I think that's a great one. Yeah. Every, everybody knows a dandelion, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, for the most part. And like, for example, we were talking about this before we started recording, but dandelion has so many like good attributes for your body yeah yeah it's another good limper actually too you'll Limp. see that in um, combination with poke oh and you can use that for the breast or just actually for aches and pains because it gets the circulation going because you want to bring that fresh blood flow to that area that's what you're doing wow so good for like joint issues so oh, that'd be yeah. great okay yep Yep. And can you make a tea? Oh, yeah, definitely. From the flowers or the yep. leaves? Or oh, both? all of it. Okay. All of it, So yeah. somebody could go and pick some unfertilized. Don't pick, like, if you're, plant, if you're fertilizing your dandelions, please don't <laughs> put them into a tea because that's going to just poison you. But if you had some fresh dandelions mm -hmm. outside, you could go pick them and make a tea from them. How do you do that? With the flower, you can go out and pick it, and you can just literally um, pinch it out of uh, the supple which is the part that holds it all together and you can just you know put it in a jar and pour hot water over it let it infuse for however long and then strain it and drink it or you can even take those petals and put it into pancakes oh some people like to make fritters out of them I, I don't do that i'm kind of lazy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you can make fritters out of it and you can do the same thing with the leaves you can make a tea you know wow. put it in a jar put some hot water on it i'm going to challenge my mother-in-law for this because and you've met my mother-in-law but she has major joint issues and like i think dandelions are readily available like on her property so <gasps> i think it would be a good oh yeah definitely good tea that she could make wow. and she'll make that connection with the the plant and mm -hmm. her body and and she loves good. plants so oh that'll be a beautiful i don't think she listens to her, her to our podcast but I'll, maybe she'll <laughs> listen to this episode but i'll tell her for sure yeah yeah she will love that she loves plants too so but I think that's like that's especially if you love plants and then I, I love plants but I'm just now understanding that you can like ingest them I mean I guess we know that about marijuana but like. <laughs> besides that plant I'm familiar with that one second PSA marijuana is not the only plant you can ingest <laughs> yes yes definitely get that one out there <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there, so I really love that. And that's why I love having this conversation and knowing you and getting to experience, like just even like learning about the plants we're learning here and like, it's yeah, just amazing. It is. So you still create your own products. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have currently available, what you're working on? 
currently, um, wow. I know your soaps are amazing. What's the black? There's one that you have that's a really good exfoliator. Oh, what, did you buy a charcoal? Yes. Yeah, that one will be a little more exfoliating versus yeah. uh, snakeskin. The snakeskin, I feel like, is more of a ritual. It, it was. It was more yeah. of a ritualistic, yeah. like, you know, embodying the spirit of the snake and what it represents in the shamanic yeah. um, view. Wow. So what is your, I guess, your process? I know that you put a lot of attention and love and energy into your product. So can you just take us through that a little bit? Ooh, it's, it's really what I'm feeling fired up about at the time, you know what I mean? Um like when I found that snake shed that's a good example and I just was like hmm the snake shed it represented so much to me at that time and I was just thinking I'm gonna save this for a little while and so at some point I was just like oh wow I think I'm gonna put this in a soap and have it be more of a spiritual thing because what better way to uh, be able to incorporate that one moment in your day through just washing mm -hmm. because how mm -hmm. like you said earlier we just you know we can use ritual in the shower mm -hmm. and it's a good opportunity so there was that thought in how I can imbue that in a soap and then use that moment in the shower to connect and just make it more intentional yeah so that energy that you have when you are creating this, creating these products, I mean, I know, I mean, hold on, Jess, sorry. <laughs> I know when I was in India the first time, we took a cooking class. And this is before I really put a lot of this together. But, you know, we were taught that the energy of the person creating your food or whoever picked your food or processed your food or whatever it is, and then how they cook it and the energy that they have and that they infuse into it. And it's, it's almost like a blessing. And so, yeah, we can do that with food very easily. But again, I don't think we have that connection all the time with products or things we put on our skin or so. I don't know. That's why I just I love your products. and I know a lot of our, our little circle here just loves and just cherishes the things that you create because it's you can feel that energy. So. Um, so how do people get a hold of you? How do people check out your, your store? They can find me um, online at cheshirefields.cc or they can find me on Etsy as Cheshirefields. Okay, and okay. obviously we'll link. Yeah, we'll, we'll link, link everything. Um, you also, do you still have your Instagram? I do. I do have Instagram, also Cheshirefield and Facebook. Okay, Cheshire well, because I will say like just if you're also like we can't share on the podcast, but the beauty of her products, of Michelle's products, are just like yes. a whole nother level. And I love, I just have to brag about your Instagram because I love watching like the soap making and it's just like so beautiful to see how it like all folds together. So visually, your products are also just like stunning on top of yeah. being like, you know, natural and good for you. They're all so beautiful. So I would encourage you to just kind of check out her, Michelle's Instagram and yeah. we'll link to all of the good products you guys are going to love yeah. everything um and as we move on you know with the show and have more and more guests um you know you all know hopefully that we do not endorse or recommend anything that we don't truly believe in you know we like to support other small businesses we like to support women i mean we just we want to support those who are doing great things in the world and so if any of you feel called yeah check out michelle's store 
You won't be disappointed. Beautiful products. Well, also, before, I just want to ask Michelle a couple questions. Oh, yes. Oh, I get to be Barbara Walters today. Our guest question, you do. (laughs) Um, So, Michelle, we also want to just ask you, I know nature is very important to you. Do you have a daily routine or some type of routine? And a follow-up question to that is, is nature involved? Yes, it is. I actually, uh, especially right now with it being summer and the warmer season, I make it a point to come outside every day while I am drinking my juice and put my feet to the ground and earth. So just getting that, just that start of my day that way. Yeah. Getting at least 20 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. I will like actually um, look at the clock before I go out. And make an attempt to make it a minimum of 30. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that is part of my daily ritual. Yeah, that grounding. Yeah, absolutely. Just like we're doing right now. Yeah. We've got our feet on the earth. Um, (laughs) All the grass. Oh, and the chicken's coming back. I don't know where her duck friend is. There's one chicken and one duck, and they're best friends because they've been (laughs) ravaged by the raccoons. (laughs) So there's only two left. (laughs) But they're so sweet. (laughs) The circle of life, y'all. Yes, yes. But the chicken is wandering up behind Michelle. I think she she knows Michelle feeds her. She's (laughs) so so anyway, distraction from my animal friends. Um, Well, I love that. Obviously, nature loves you back because it's following you around. Um, And then our other question we like to ask guests is, are you currently reading anything? I have this bad habit of having several books. <gasps> Us too. So you fit along. You fit in perfectly. But I would have to say, um, because I'm on that current obsession with studying uh, poison plants, I'm reading a book by, and he'll love this shout out, um, Kobe Michaels. He wrote a book on the poison path. And it's a really good beginner book if you want to see how poison plants are used traditionally wow wow yeah okay yeah i think it's a, a, little a, great bit of history, a little bit of history in there and um the dark side but also the beneficial sides of it using it medicinally or even spiritually wow, wow okay really it's a great recommendation something else that just came to me and i know it's been recommended before on the show the green witch the green witch yeah yes, you bought me that mm-hmm. book but that's a really good uh yeah kind of beginner it has you know different herbs and different um rituals to to do in there as well i think even i love the idea of i know ritual has such charged words sometimes for people i love i think it's calming but i think just take that if that word um bothers you change it to something else but i think rituals are such a good way of like if you're not ready to commit to a full routine Mm -hmm. like just like michelle said of like the ritual of coming outside and grounding and drinking her juice or the shower ritual i've experienced that a lot lately because it's been one of the only places I could find alone time sometimes. And I think for a busy parents, like sometimes the showers or bath is the only place you can escape. Yeah. So make that a ritual. I and love that. Thank, yes. Thank you for clarifying. Ritual can just mean a practice yeah. or something that you do. It's not. Yeah. And I think it's an You're easier right. bite sometimes than maybe committing to a full, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up and meditate and do yoga and read and journal. And it's like, all of those things are great. But once you, we've talked about this, once you like start making your your like practice too hard you're not going to do it right yeah something that's and you gotta enjoy it yeah that's Mm -hmm. what it's for to enjoy it 
because that's part of the small pleasures in life. They add up. Yes. Oh, I love that. What a great reminder. Yeah. Oh, Michelle, we love you so much. Yeah. Well, we'll link every, all of Michelle's products. I think also if you guys have questions about anything, you know, reach out. She can, she'll reach out on her website or Etsy or the Gram, and um, I'm sure she can answer more questions for you. And yeah, let us know what you think of her products. We're excited. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle.